0: Joe podcast. It is Thursday, February the 3rd, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life and God's goodness and God's grace surrounding you today. Brothers and sisters, gosh, it is Thursday already, and I hope you are well. So today, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about St. Blaze because there are people around the world that are celebrating Blaze today. And uh, and truth be told, we we don't know much about St. Blaise, but we're going to talk about him anyway, because, you know, this is one of those memories, you know, Catholics, we we love the smells and bells, as they say. I mean, we're such a sacramental, tactile, earthy people. And boy, I just think in those memories growing up, this was one of them, when you get the blessing of the throats, right? Uh, and that's St. Blaise. That's February 3rd. And uh, at the three parishes when I ministered there, that was something we always did, too. And it's just something about it that just feels good. Gosh, you know, it's, that's one of the things. I, I think Catholics are so brilliant, so brilliant with how they approach things like that. But anyway, we're going to read a gospel first. And we are going to get back to, to Mark. Now, yesterday was a feast day. It was a high feast day, presentation of the Lord. That's why we took off from Mark and went to Luke. But we're going to get back to Mark, so we're picking up in chapter 6. Specifically today, we will be Mark chapter 6, verses 7 to 13. So if you want to follow along, let's break open God's Word together. I will be using the message, that translation today. Let's break open God's Word. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus called the twelve to him and sent them out in pairs. He gave them authority and power to deal with the evil opposition. He sent them off with these instructions. Don't think you need a lot of extra equipment for this. You are the equipment. No special appeals for funds. Keep it simple. And no luxury inns. Get a modest place and be content there until you leave. If you're not welcomed, not listened to, quietly withdraw. Don't make a scene. Shrug your shoulders and be on your way. Then they were on the road. They preached with joyful urgency that life can be radically different. Right and left, they sent the demons packing. They brought wellness to the sick, anointing their bodies, healing their spirits. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I love this translation because it is so within reach, isn't it? You know, if I were to read the NAB, the New American Version, the translation, it's really good. It's one we've heard forever, but it's, it's almost distant. You know, when Jesus says, you know, uh, it, whatever, you know, place, if they don't welcome you, shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. Like, when's the last time we've done that? I mean, that's just not something we do. And they went out and preached and they drove out demons and, and you know, cured the sick. And it's like, you know, when's the last time we did that too? And and it's just, it's so, it's so different. And and even says it gave them authority over unclean spirits at the beginning. I'm like, it just seems so otherworldly. It seems so distant. It's like, yeah, that's what happened back then, but that doesn't happen now. And, And the way Peterson does this in this translation, brothers and sisters, let me read some of those parts again that I was just saying, gosh, they seem so distant, but not here. Here it says, Jesus gave them authority and power to deal with evil opposition. We can do that, right? We can do that. And it says, if you're not welcomed and not listened to, quietly withdraw. Don't make a scene. Shrug your shoulders and be on your way. Don't worry about this dust and shaking your feet and this, that, and the other. Don't make a scene. Quietly leave. Shrug your shoulders. Say, okay. On to the next. You know, and they were going out and they were to, to talk about repenting, right? Um, sent the, oh, Sorry uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. They went off have to preach repentance, but here it says they joy with joyful urgency. They preached that life can be radically different rather than repent, you know, because again, that conjures up that idea of you're a sinner and you better change your ways or, or hellfire and damnation await. bad things, but rather they went forward with joyful urgency that life can be radically different. And of course, what's the idea? What did Paul VI tell us? That the world listens, you know, to to um, witnesses first, right? Not to teachers. And if it does listen to teachers, it only listens to them first because they are witnesses. That's what Pope Paul, Paul VI said, not 40 years ago. Okay, it was probably 50 years ago that he said it. But in a sense, so when these apostles are out there two by two with joyful urgency that life can be radically different, why would the world listen to them? Why would people listen to them? Because they're living radically different. Because they're not staying in luxury inns, but they're staying in modest places. And when people treat them poorly and listen, you know, and, and not listen to them and don't welcome them, they don't make a scene. They shrug their shoulders and be like, okay, on to the next. And they, and they realize their security is not, brothers and sisters. You know, when Jesus says, take no food, no sack, nothing for your money belt, you know. You can take a, wear sandals, but no second tunic, you know. It's like, I love how, how Peterson says it here. Don't think you need a lot of extra equipment for this. You are the equipment. I'm going to read that again. Don't think you need a lot of extra equipment for this. You are the equipment. Do you believe that, my friends? Because God does. We are not meant, my friends, to do this alone. Never think the weight of the world is on your shoulders. If God is inviting us to do this, and he is, first word or first line said it, right? Jesus called the 12 to him and then sent them out in pairs this is never our doing. It's never our mission and ministry. It's always God's. Why? Because we're summoned to him. He gives us the mission and ministry. And then we go out and we don't go alone. We go in community. And it doesn't always have to be two people. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's a community of five. Maybe it's a parish that's on fire. And it's a community that, that is that witness to that larger town or city. We don't do it alone, and the mission and ministry is not ours. Jesus summons us. And what he says to you may be different than what he says to your children or your parents or your friends, or what different than what he says to me, different than, than what he says to Renee, all those things. We have our own unique mission and ministry in this world, but we are not sent out alone. Jesus summons us. He gives us the word. Thanks be to God. And then, my friends, he equips us for the journey. Because why would God set us up to fail? God made us, created us, gave us the tools, but then I mean, so again, let's say my, just using a dumb example. Let's say my mission in ministry is, you know, to be a, a, an actor on the stage or a, uh, you know, a playwright or, or a, a, a singer at, uh, you know, the, wherever, you know, Red Rocks in, in Denver. Man, we're all in trouble. We're all in trouble because I haven't been equipped for that. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the talents for that but I do have talents for other things. So again, it's that, that image of vocation, that definition we've talked about, where your talents and joys meet the needs of the world. That's your vocation. That's your mission and ministry. And brothers and sisters, you and I have to do some honest soul searching about what our talents are. And not in humility, ah, I'm not that good, you know? that. That dishonors God if if truly we're downplaying our own uh, gifts, if we're being self-deprecating over things that are real. We need to be honest with ourselves about what those gifts are and then test them with people that we trust and say, here's what I'm seeing about myself. Am I seeing that correctly or incorrectly? And once we get a sense of that, to know who we are and what we are, okay, Lord, where's my mission field? and who, who is my support in this? Because boy, oh boy, I could burn out way too quickly. And ultimately, God's saying, you, you don't need a lot for this because you are the, the equipment. But ultimately, it's a reliance on God too. It's knowing that we're sent by God, that we travel with God, and that it's of God and for God. Because the minute it's of me, or for me, or or sent by me, or or I'm the origin, or I'm the end, the alpha, the omega, I'm way too small for that. And then the mission is way too small. And that's true for all of us. Brothers and sisters, you are the equipment. We are summoned, we are sent, And, and we are invited to live it in a way that how we live, you know, again, uh, forgive the, the cliche, but it's be the change, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. That quote by, by the Mahatma, the great one, Gandhi. Be the change. So we do it with joyful urgency, but we do it in a way that witnesses, because that's what people are going to do it. And, and how does it look then? Because, you know, it heals spirits of people. It, it brings wellness to them. They see that life can be lived radically different, and that's what's healing. That we're not crushed by the 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 ways of the world that that choose winners and losers, that it's a zero sum game, and God's saying, No, you're playing the wrong game. My friends, we're the we the summoned ones. This is awesome. This is great. It is it is I mean If this brings anxiety, then then I'm not saying it well because it's like, okay, God is only inviting us to be who we are because that gift, that blessing, that mission, that is part of who we are. It's part of what we were created for and to use in him, for him. And that, brothers and sisters, should bring us life and joy. St. Blaise so here's the deal. We know virtually nothing about old St. Blaise. Here's what we know. He really was a bishop, lived in the fourth century, and was martyred in the fourth century. But the legends and tales, which may or may not have uh, have root in reality, didn't start up for another 400 years. And ultimately what they say is this, that in this martyrdom, before Blaise was martyred in the 4th century, he ran off, and uh, and some hunters found him, and he was thrown in prison, and also thrown in prison was a mother with her son, and the son had a fishbone lodged in his neck. Based on the work of St. Blaze, the fishbone dislodged itself, and the boy lived. Uh, but what they do know afterward, and again, you know, whether this is legend or fact, is that the uh, leader, uh, again, had to be a Roman leader at some level because uh, he was up in Armenia. And even though the Edict of Milan uh, had been already instituted by Constantine, hadn't reached Armenia yet. Uh, and so he was asked to worship in front of pagan god and to sacrifice to them. He wouldn't do it. was beat. And then uh, supposedly the second time he refused, he was hung and um, With burning coals or whatever the skin was shaved off of him. Not trying to get graphic and gross, but I am trying to say this is somebody who clearly was sold out for Christ. You know, I think it's easy for us to take a Saint Francis of Assisi and and, um, make him, you know, kind of a story for children that, oh, here he's going through Gubbio and there's the wolf coming and look at him petting the wolf and isn't this cute and wonderful? Well, couldn't have been too cute and wonderful in reality um, as to how that happened. And certainly, you know, Blaze, oh, isn't it wonderful that we, you know, bless throats in his name? And and that's great. But ultimately, what he gave up uh, on behalf of his belief in Christ. And how far are we willing to take that too? You know, again, I, I talked about... Boy, Catholics are so earthy and, and just tactile and and again that's sacrament with a lowercase S, not a capital S. But but that God uses things sacramentals like this. And it's so fantastic. It's so fantastic. Because you know what? Um it it feels great to go up there and have those two candles placed around your throat and that blessing. I mean, we bless everything as 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 Catholics and it's so great because we consecrate it to God, right? Just like yesterday we consecrated the firstborn. We a friend of mine just wrote me today and said somebody asked them to consecrate a van, you know, and I'm like, how cool is that? We consecrate deer hunters. We consecrate motorcycles. We consecrate pets on October fourth, the Feast of Saint Francis. We consecrate throats with candles. You know, back in the day, those candles used to be lit I mean, I don't even remember that, but can you imagine? Can you imagine putting your head between two lit candles with all the hair product we use these days? I mean, goodness sakes, the lawyers would be like having a fit. Their blood pressure would be through the roof on, on February the 3rd. But how great is it to go up there and just know God cares about the words that I speak in my throat and the things that I take into my mouth and the things that come out of them. God cares about that. He's involved in that. And to bless something that that simple. I mean, it really is beautiful. And and I love that we do that. Not only for the memory of my childhood, but for the reality that says, Boy, I could use blessing, because there are things come out of my mouth, out of my throat that that I wish wouldn't. And uh, and I need God there too. I need God there. So, my friends, on this Feast of St. Blaise, know you are summoned and gifted and sent. And may we say yes to this mission, not only with our words and our mouths, but with our lives and our witness. Let's pray. We continue through the Sorrowful Mysteries, my friends, and we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth Sorrowful Mystery, Jesus Carries His Cross. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have the best Thursday. Bless you on this Feast of St. Blaise. And may God's peace be with you.